Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. A Friday, getting you ready for the Packers and the Jaguars, Badgers, and uh, Wolverines coming up this weekend as well. Got a full slate uh, of games. I'm I'm excited. I I not a lot going on this weekend, so I'm just kind of hanging and going to sit down and watch uh, as as much football as I possibly can. I think I'm going to do a couple of you know projects around the house this weekend, and uh, and while I do it, I'm just going to kind of have uh, the games on. In the background, 6.30 uh, is going to be the time that the the Badgers and the Wolverines kick off. Uh, you've got the Ohio State-Maryland game has been canceled, among others. Uh, that's just one of the Big Ten games. But uh, you've got, uh, you know, you've got uh, Miami and Virginia Tech. Uh, Indiana and Michigan State coming up this weekend as well. And again, Indiana sitting at 3-0, and ranked number 10 in the country. Michigan State just trying to put that program back together, if you will. You were supposed to have LSU uh, be play. You got Notre Dame and, and Boston College this weekend. Uh, also, Notre Dame on the road in that contest. That's a well, I think it's two thirty, if I'm not mistaken, coming up uh, coming up this weekend. So that'll be a good one. Um, you got Oregon, Washington, Washington State, uh, Arkansas on the road taking on Florida. Good one with Northwestern and Purdue. Uh, I like that. The postponed game was Alabama and LSU, Texas A&M and Tennessee, Georgia and Missouri. Coastal Carolina and Troy has been announced, Auburn and Mississippi State. So all of those games postponed because of COVID. So that's the way the top 25 rings out. you got a good one coming up tonight, East Carolina uh, on the road at number seven, Cincinnati. Here's the thing with the, the game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, for those that don't know and growing up in that area, Cincinnati plays in a place called Nippert Stadium. It's it, it was never really known. Cincinnati was never known as a powerhouse for football. Uh, Brian Kelly got him there and then ended up doing uh, doing some damage in the Big East. He got him to a, a Citrus Bowl, uh, the Orange Bowl. And uh, they, did some, they did some good things. And then Kelly left. And then, obviously, uh, the program has sustained since. And now Luke Fickle has taken that defense to a whole other level. I mean, they're a really good football team. Uh, but it's really weird because that is in the heart of, 
uh, of like upper northern since northern downtown Cincinnati. It sits on a hill up in Clifton, and it doesn't draw nearly as many people as you would think. But the stadium is tiny. It's it's now I know they renovated and they added some additional seats, but they were drawing more people for FC Cincinnati there than they were for uh, Cincinnati Bearcat football. Uh, and hell, when God back when I played high school football. We would go play Moeller there. Everybody knows who Moeller is, Moeller and Xavier. And uh, we would go play Moeller there. And we would draw, you know, 25000 for a high school game. And more than Cincinnati was drawing, the University of Cincinnati. The, the big thing at Cincinnati was always basketball. And now the Bearcats, number seven in the country, hosting East Carolina tonight. So we'll see if they actually uh, put more fans in the stands at Nippert. Uh, if they go, I think they're going 10 or 15% down there right now. But uh, nevertheless... So I digress. But that's the game that's on the docket tonight out of the top 25. Meanwhile, the Packers continue to get ready for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I said 35-17. I, I'm, I'm thinking that there's no way the Packers lose this game. Uh, and like I said, unless it's catastrophic injury or the weather just gets bananas. Uh, otherwise, I think the Packers are built for this. Uh, Jacksonville clearly not. Uh, historically, they're clearly not. Uh, Packers 35-17 in this contest. I'll go into the studio and Joe and Evan Heffelfinger standing by. And Joe, is there any way that you see the Packers struggling in this game tonight other than maybe just stopping the run or at least slowing down the run a little bit? Well, listen, I mean, I, I think this Jacksonville Jaguars offense uh, deserves a little bit more respect. Now, again, it's going to be Luton under center, so can you find a way to just make him uncomfortable? I mean, I, mean, I, I want to see more aggression from the Packers' defensive front in this game. Now, with all that being said, um, to me, I think a lot of this game is going to hinge on whether or not Jair Alexander plays. Um, we obviously know how impressive he's been this year, shutting down a lot of the top receivers he's been going up against. But if he's not cleared to play with that um, concussion that he's been going through, um, this secondary needs to step it up a little bit. And that's that, that starts with Kevin King. I mean, Kevin King's going to be coming back. He needs to be on his A game because the Jaguars have some darn good receivers. I mean, DJ Chark has been really impressive this year. Chenault has made strides as a rookie. Keelan Cole is a nice third option. I mean, they, they've got some really good pieces there. And if they get open and you're not putting enough pressure on Luton, it could be a long day here for the Packers. I mean, that was just inexcusable last week. And I understand, again, Jair Alexander wasn't playing in that game, but Richie James should not be going off for 184 yards. I, I don't care who you are. I mean, that, that guy is a, a C-level receiver, and you had your, you know, your B secondary out there, and they still, I mean, leaving huge chunks of the field just wide open for these receivers to run through. There was just no excuse for that. So if Jair Alexander isn't going to play, I've got some concern there because I don't want these Jaguars receivers just running all over the place, and this Packers secondary doesn't know what the heck they're doing. Um, so to me, I think that is going to be one of the keys in this game, and I think that that'll be the reason that this game is probably closer than what it should be. I still expect the Packers to win. Um, you know, if Jair, Alex Jair Alexander plays, I think it's, I'll probably say like 34-17, 34-20, but... It could be within a touchdown here if this Packers secondary and the defense up front does not do enough and just lets the Jaguars stay in this game longer than they should. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I think the Jair Alexander situation, that that's really going to define where this game goes. Evan, what you thinking? The one thing that worries me about the Jaguars is they do silently have a very good offense. If I was looking at their scores this year, 
and they've been averaging like 25 points a game something. They can score the ball, and now a lot of that was with Gardner Minshew, but they still have a good receiving core. They have one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL in James Robinson. They could score some points, especially against a Packers defense that is susceptible to giving up points, really in in garbage time, too. We saw that in San Francisco last week. That game was not as close as that score said. So I'm worried a little bit about that. The Packers, their offense is going to absolutely steamroll against the Jaguars because their defense cannot stop anything. The Badgers could score 24 points against this Jaguars team. Mm -hmm. I just... I think that this game is going to be a lot more high scoring than people think. I think this game is going to end up being like 41 to 24 Packers. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Now, how much of that is in garbage time for the Jaguars, I don't know, but I think this is going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a fun, exciting game if you like that kind of offensive explosion. If you like the Packers thinking that they have a good defense, this is not the game that you're going to want to watch. I this is a fun one. I'm excited for this game, surprisingly, even though it's going to be a blowout. Uh, you're going to have, obviously, a ground game because of the weather, and uh, I would uh, agree with you. I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I, like I said, 35-17, I think the Packers put up a uh, plus 30. When you talk about uh, a team that's been scored upon, uh, the, the turnover battle, first and foremost, with Jacksonville, they've got four games with two turnovers. So they turn the ball over pretty pretty easily throughout the season. In addition to that, they've got a lot of familiarity with Jacksonville, with some of the players that they've uh, had from Jacksonville. And if teams are averaging 30.9 points per game against Jacksonville. Uh, the Packers are third in the NFL in points, by the way, with 253. That's 31.6 points per game. That's why I think the Packers are going to go 35, 35-plus in this contest. And their offense – should be close to full strength. You get uh, you get David Bakhtiari back. Uh, we'll see if Alan Lazard is activated off the IR. Uh, but uh, look, he's Aaron Rodgers is most likely going to have most of his complimentary guys around him. So I look, I think this is going to be an easy walk in the park. Uh, and the only thing that could maybe derail it, like I said, would be injuries. Yes, their offense is is okay. I, Luton started out pretty good, so we'll see if he can continue and build upon what he did last week. But Again, I, I just think this is going to be an easy one for the Green Bay Packers. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, Frank says, simple, limit the rushing yards, and the Packers are going to walk away with a victory. I want more of your thoughts, your predictions, coming up next. Stay tuned. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state, well beyond the borders. One phone number for all their locations, 414-455-4451, 414 455-4451. You want to lose some weight? They can help you out. You want to feel better, look better, better mental clarity, better mood, better stamina, get some energy? They can help you out. If you want to have a little more success, we'll say, in the bedroom, they can help you out. But you can't do anything if you don't call. If you want to go on a supplement, uh, uh, you know, kind of a supplement type of dietary supplements or uh, vitamins and things to make you just feel better, healthier, all you got to do is call 414-455-4451. Again, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. That is the Newmel Medical Center. Your predictions, your thoughts coming up against the uh, the Packers and the Jaguars this weekend. Want to hear from you right after this? Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I mean, you're going to have to, you know, with the intention of uh, of playing you know, great defense. And if we want to win, you know, moving forward, we have to 
um, step up. It's not likely that the offense is going to score 40 points every game. We have to go out there with that mindset that, that we have to be dominant. Those are the words of Adrian Amos. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show on the air. We are glad you are with us. Whether or not the uh, the Packers get a win this weekend, if so, by how many. Looking for your predictions and what the Packers need to do to get the win. Um, we can continue on with this, obviously. Uh, look around the rest of the league, though. Um, last night's game, obviously, very interesting. Some other good games coming up this weekend. There's some games that I think uh, – and Jesse, you uh, you are right. Uh, he wants to watch the uh, Seattle Seahawks take on the LA Rams this weekend. I that, I agree. That's going to be a good one. Uh, I think the Bills traveling out to Arizona is going to be a good one. I I really am kind of intrigued. Even though San Francisco's down because of their injuries, they're t- heading to New Orleans. The Monday night contest. Uh, that's a um, for me anyway is must see TV. I mean, it may not be for you because the Vikings are trying to battle their way back into this thing. The Bears are on the downfall. Um, but I'm I'm pretty intrigued by the Monday night matchup. We got a good we had a good Thursday night game last night. Good Monday night game coming up. I'm happy, man. Got the Packers and Jaguars. Then you got some good games in the afternoon. Seahawks and Rams. And I had already mentioned the Bills traveling to Arizona. And if Arizona gets the win and the Rams get a win, that means everybody in the NFC West, short of the 49ers, would be sitting at uh, six and three on the season in a very very tough. NFC West division. Uh, I'm not overly intrigued by the battle between uh, the Eagles and the Giants, but if the Giants should get a win, the Giants would have their third win of the season. The Eagles would be three, or excuse me, uh, three, five, and one on the season. So just that that tie that they had against Cincinnati earlier this year uh, would come into play because they would still be the division leader. As we know that uh, Washington, not good, and Washington traveling into Detroit to take on the Lions. And the Lions are just trying to hang on, and right now we're waiting to find out about the concussion protocol for Matthew Stafford. But uh, you know, we know Dallas is just awful. So there's some good games coming up this weekend. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. I really am. And then obviously the following weekend is the one that a lot of us are going to be paying attention to when that game was moved from a noon contest to a 325 kickoff between the Packers and the Colts. Uh, you've got Mike McCarthy traveling into Minnesota, familiar territory, by the way. Uh, next weekend so they're going to be back and your Monday night game is really going to be good because you're going to have the Rams depending on what they do against the Seahawks this coming weekend taking on the Buccaneers this coming uh, Monday uh, not this Monday night but the following Monday night so you got some good games on the docket some real good games you're going to have the Titans and the Ravens uh, after this week next week as well then uh, the Cardinals are going to be playing the Seahawks so that's going to be another good one a lot of good stuff coming up I'm really looking forward to it Really looking forward to it. Uh, 855-830-8648, Uh This one's from Mark who says, uh, after that Vikings game, you can't say the Packers are a shoo-in to win any game anymore. They can't stop the run. It's been proven. Um, I don't think they have to stop it. I, there, there's, there's a misnomer that you have to stop it. I think what you have to do is control it and not let it just continuously beat you. Now, if you don't have Jair Alexander and you've got an ailing Kevin King and suddenly your secondary becomes a little bit more susceptible, yes, that can play into it. If there is wind, though, you wouldn't assume that Luton is going to be the guy that's going to be throwing the football over the place 
in cold, nasty weather. You would assume they're going to try to stick with a run game and just do enough in the uh, um, – oh, that's tragic news. Uh, by the way, Jeremy Schapp. Jeremy Schapp uh, has just put out that Paul Horning has passed away. Yeah. Already lost Willie Wood, Willie Davis, Herb Adderley. Now Paul, Paul Horning has died. Lost Bart Starr not that long ago. Oh, boy. The golden boy uh, passes away. So as as a Packers fan, that's tough. I mean, some of the bigger names have uh, have passed, but that's from Jeremy Schapp. Nothing as confirmed from the Packers organization as of yet, but my assumption is that at some point here we're going to get some kind of a press release from the Packers, I would say within the next hour. But uh, Paul Horning passing away. Oh, uh, yeah, just kind of reading a little bit more about it. But, uh, but yeah, Paul Horning, uh, the age, by the way, 84 years old. I remember my mom and dad used to talk about Paul Horning. Because he came out of Louisville, Kentucky, he wasn't far from where I grew up, obviously. He was only about 80 miles to 100 miles uh, southwest of Cincinnati. But Paul Horning was just an icon. Heisman Trophy Award winner, uh, Most Valuable Player, Burt Bell Award. I mean, all those different, you know, coming out of Notre Dame. You know, my mom was a huge Notre Dame fan. But, uh, but yeah, Paul Horning, it looks like, uh, at least according to Jeremy Schapp, now there's other reports that are coming out right now, but uh, Paul Horning passing away. My mom and dad loved Paul Horning, loved Bart Starr. I mean, I was I was blessed enough that I grew up in a household where while we lived in Ohio, and, yes, my, my dad really enjoyed Paul Brown and, and thought that he was one of the more innovative coaches and the fact that uh, he left Cleveland and, and started the franchise in Cincinnati. But uh, my mom and dad just loved, and my dad still does, uh, but just loved the Green Bay Packers. And the majority of it was because of Lombardi, and it was because of guys like Paul Horning and the character and flavor that they played the game and kind of lived off the off the field, so to speak, and some of the little rumors and stories way back when. But, uh, but yeah, sad day. Paul Horning uh, passing away at the age of 84. Another Packers legend. Adam Schefter confirming it as well. The Louisville Sports Commission announcing today that Hall of Fame legend Paul Horning has passed away after a battle with dementia. Horning, 84 years old. So... That's a tough one. If we're, boy, I tell you what, this year's really sucked. It just has. This year's just really sucked. I just put this out uh, a little bit earlier. So with 2020 being the year of COVID, because people say, well, don't forget, today's Friday the 13th. I don't care. Friday the 13th ain't got blank on 2020. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's. It's all over now. So we, we should be getting something official from the Green Bay Packers momentarily. Uh, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. You want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, give us a call. But uh, if you're just tuning in, yeah, the uh, the news just broke a little while ago. Uh, longtime legend, Packers legend, Paul Horning has passed away at the age of 84. 
And like I said, we should be getting something uh, from the team momentarily. Uh, this one's from Mark, who said, uh, I think the Jaguars are going to eat it on Sunday, lose by 35 minimum, book it. Sad to hear the passing of Paul Horning. My father always raved about Paul's play and the way he ran the football. It's a shame he had to take a year off because of the sports betting. Paul was always a flamboyant guy that I enjoyed talking to whenever I got a chance to see him at a book signing. Paul, I remember Paul, God, when I was working with the network, when I first got to town, Paul did a signing out at State Fair and came in, and, and it was hot. And Paul comes walking through the door and says, hey, do you care if I sit in here with you for a while? I'm, I'm, what are you going to say? You know, no, because we had air conditioning in the booth out at State Fair. And he ended up doing an hour and a half on the air with me, taking calls. And, and just it was it was just so cool. You know, it was just so cool to sit there and just listen to the stories, you know, both on and off the air. Now, the stories off the air were, you know, stuff to make you go, oh, my God. And he would clean them up and tell them on the air. But they weren't as flavorful, I guess, might be the best way to put it. But, uh, but yeah, I sat with him for about an hour and a half. It was uh, – for one hour, I know, and then he had to go back and sign his books in the next hour. So he stayed two segments all the way to the bottom of the hour. I think it was like he was going back. He came in at about noon and stayed till about 1.30 because he signed books early in the morning when State Fair opened. And then he signed, I think it was like 2 o'clock on where he was by the Expo Center. And I think he was at actually one of the bars. He might have been at like Saz's or something like that signing as well. But, yeah, passing of Paul Horning. Uh, sad day, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Sad, sad day. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Chris Raybon, Senior Editor for the Action Network. We're going to talk a little betting with him when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there. Quick trip. They've got take, heat, and eat meals. If you're looking for something good, if you're looking for something hearty like mom would make, stop into quick trip. Use your quick rewards card and you're good to go. It's that simple. And uh, they continue to produce fine quality stuff, whether it's butter and eggs and milk and bananas and all that stuff, or great meals, chicken tenders, sandwiches on the go. Quick Trip has got you covered when it comes to almost anything and everything. Sad day in the football world, uh, the passing of Paul Horning, dead at the age of 84. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, our friends at Van Horn Automotive want to remind you that if you're looking for a newer used car, they are family-born and employee-owned. Everybody there is there to help. Everybody there has skin in the game. And they have many dealerships in the state of Wisconsin, also over in Iowa as well. If you're looking for a new car, a used car, you can do everything online. But they are practicing the CDC guidelines. And uh, if you want to go into a you want to go into a dealership and get that new car smell, man, uh, they welcome it. Come on in. They're doing everything as safely as they possibly can to try to make sure your health and well-being is of the utmost concern. And, uh, by the way, service department, you can schedule that online. Also, go to VanHornado.com, find the dealership near you. They service all makes and models. Even on their website, they have a really cool link for sports cars, high-end cars, that type of thing. You know, if you're looking for something, find our friends at VanHornado.com. Again, VanHornado.com, I have done it now four different times 
and I love it. I love the new Chevy Silverado. I love my Genesis G90. I'm just, I'm, I'm completely enthralled with them both. I just, it's a pleasure just to get in a car every day. Uh, so uh, check out our friends at Van Horn Auto. Go to VanHornAuto.com. Again, VanHornAuto.com. If you're just tuning in, the sad news of the day, Paul Horning has passed away at the age of 84. Um, after suffering for a long time with dementia, he, uh, it was announced a little bit earlier today by the Louisville uh, Sports Hall of Fame Commission saying that uh, he has indeed passed. No official word from the Green Bay Packers yet, but uh, I think it's just uh, merely a matter of time or a formality at this point to make the announcement. But uh, nevertheless, uh, sad day today. If you're a Packers fan, Paul Horning passing away. Time now to talk uh, some betting when it comes to uh, when it comes to football in the world of the NFL. Chris Raybon of the Action Network joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Chris, how are you doing today? How's it going, Bill? We're doing well. I want to start out with this Packers team. Uh, we normally go to them last, but I want to start out with them. The biggest spread of the weekend, and uh, give us uh, give us your thoughts on the Jaguars. And, and a lot of people, I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine uh, yesterday who said he's betting the first half because he fears that the Packers are going to get such a lead that they're going to kind of give up points in the second half, and he doesn't want to get the backdoor cover on this. So he said he's going to bet just the first half of this thing, but a 13-and-a-half-point spread on this, correct? Yeah, it's a 13-and-a-half point spread. You know, could be some inclement weather. We'll see. But it's interesting because the the uh, action has been pretty split down the middle. You have the Packers getting 52% of the bet tickets and 49% of the money. So uh, this is kind of one of those huge lines that uh, no one's really doing much with. Uh, <laughs> I could see, you know, I, I could understand betting the first half, though, so, uh, because, you know, in the second half, I think the Packers may want to take the air out of the ball, especially if it's raining. And we have seen Jake Luton uh, go down the field a little bit. So there is some kind of variance there, uh, especially if Green Bay is still banged up in the secondary. You might see a, a deep ball or two complete even in the bad weather. Um, another game that's on the board that I found intriguing is the fact that they're all it's almost a pick between the Seahawks and the Rams, but it seems like a majority of the money or the majority of the bets coming in on the, on the uh, Seahawks in this one, right? Yeah, 59% of the bets, 80% of the money coming in on the Seahawks. They are two-point underdogs against the Rams. The Rams have actually had their number somewhat over the past few seasons, but uh, they match up a little different this time around. Seattle's real weakness is, you know, down the field on defense, and they're playing really good run defense. And so uh, that actually doesn't play well for the Rams because they want to run the ball and not go down the field. So, it uh, should be an interesting game, but yeah, 80% of the money on Seattle. The uh, 49ers and the Saints. This game started out about six and a half and has been bet up to the Saints favored by anywhere from nine and a half to 10 from what I've seen. And you would assume it's because Garoppolo, no Kittle, no Bosa's. They've had the, obviously COVID. They've had guys, their running backs have been hurt. It just seems like every time you turn around, something's going wrong with the 49ers and that line continues to change. Yeah, it's been uh, bet up a ton from, you know, when it opened a, a while ago, and it's at 10 right now. You have 64% of the bets, 76% of the money on the New Orleans Saints. And this is also uh, a lot to do with public perception, because remember, both of these teams were on national television last week. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously different results with the 49ers getting blown out by the Packers on Thursday night. And then the Saints going into Tampa Bay and just completely uh, routing them. So this line is a little bit inflated, in my opinion. Even with all the injuries for the 49ers, they, they are getting uh, guys back. You know, Kendrick Bourne was activated. They should have Ayuk, uh, 
Uh, and, and Nick Mullins is actually averaging eight, over eight yards in attempt for his career. So I think this one is a lot to do with both of these teams being on prime time and, and having a different result. Uh, the other game that I found interesting, Ravens on the road taking on the Patriots. Now, uh, I look, I expect the Ravens to win. I think the Patriots aren't a good football team. Uh, but it's only – it was started out at 7.5, and, and it's been bet down closer. Tell me why. Yeah, it, I, I'm not sure exactly. I think maybe it has something to do with the Lamar Jackson coming out and saying, hey, you know, defenses are calling out our plays. Uh, I could see that, that happening. But we're still seeing a lot of the money on Baltimore – uh, 73% of the bets, 91% of the money on Baltimore. But there was a reverse line move, and we actually did see a bet signal uh, here at Action Labs, and uh, some sharp action did come in on the Patriots. So uh, that's that also a key number, you know, seven. So when it got to seven and a half, you usually expect the sharps to hit. But uh, I would also suspect that uh, more money comes in on the Patriots as the, the game draws closer. Good Monday night game. Vikings on the road taking on the Bears. Uh, Vikings giving two. Correct me if I'm wrong. In this, well, it went from plus two to to, to giving away two. Uh, so tell me why the lines have shifted so much. Is it just because the Bears' offense stinks? I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, you know one way to put it. I think that's uh, that's exactly what it is. You're seeing sixty percent of the public backing Minnesota here. Uh, the money is on Chicago, though. So. Um, you know, it's interesting because 61% of the money on Chicago, and yet we've seen the line shift in favor of Minnesota. That usually tells you that uh, there's some sharp guys betting on the, the Vikings. So that's another reverse line move. The total has also dropped, uh, opened around 46 and a half. Uh, it was at 44 and a half less than 24 hours ago. Uh, and now it's at 43, despite 82% of the money on the over. So there's some sharp action uh, on the Vikes in the under here. And, uh, you know, looking at this Bears offense over these past few, especially against the Titans, I mean, the fact that they weren't able to get anything going against the Titans uh, is a cause for concern. Oh, we got the Broncos and the Raiders. Broncos uh, getting four in this thing. Um, look, I know that the Broncos are not a good football team, but I thought the Raiders might be worth a little bit more than a four-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, this one's gotten bet down. It was around five and a half at one point, and it's gotten bet down to four. Uh, 53% of the bet, 71% of the money on Denver. And I think the thing with Denver is when they're healthy, uh, they're decent. They're pretty well coached, and uh, they have a, a solid defense, and they should be getting cornerbacks A.J. Bouye and Bryce Callahan back, which is uh, those are two of the better cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Shelby Harris, who was on the COVID list last week, you know, on the D line, and uh, should be getting a couple of offensive linemen back as well. So Denver just getting healthier. And remember, Drew Locke establishing that rapport uh, with rookie wide receiver Jerry Judy. We uh, saw the and you had mentioned it. The Buccaneers just got destroyed by the Saints. Now they're looking to rebound. And this game started out with the Panthers at six. And now it's down in some places five and a half. Um, is it just because the Buccaneers got beat so badly? I I kind of kind of think. It, look, I think the Panthers are a decent team, but I kind of think the Buccaneers are going to come out just salivating to try to uh, kind of avenge the loss that they just took at the hands of the uh, the Saints. I I'm kind of surprised that the Panthers are getting a, a a majority of the money as well. Yeah, they're getting sixty percent of the money, uh, even though fifty four percent of the uh, bets are coming in on the Bucks. I think people are just a little gun shy with the Bucks now on the road. You know, again, you always look at when you're betting, you look at these 
uh, primetime games and these national televised games and, and how they shift public perception. And the Bucks kind of slept well through two straight uh, primetime games they did not cover in two straight primetime games. And uh, I, 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 might, I think it may have something to do with the fact that Tom Brady goes to bed around 830. So maybe he's just uh, not cut out for these late <laughs> games anymore. But uh, I do think that the Bucks will, will have a much better effort this time around. If you look at Tom Brady in his career uh, coming off a loss, the, the next week uh, against the spread, he is 32-12, and 12, 73%. So uh, Brady's usually going to bounce back in these spots, but the uh, public isn't totally convinced yet. I am somewhat shocked that it's only a 7.5-point spread between uh, the Steelers and the Bengals. The Bengals' defense stinks. They give up Dunlap. Yes, they picked up uh, another defensive end. But uh, nevertheless, Big Ben has been playing well. He's clearly uh, going to be coming back, you at least assume. And, and he did come back in that game against Dallas. I can't believe it's only a six-and-a-half, seven-point spread between those two teams. Well, I mean, you've seen Pittsburgh, and, and I actually have an article up at ActionNetwork.com right now and in the app, and, and I talk about Pittsburgh's offense and the fact that uh, they're about 15th in DVOA. They're, they're below average. They're, they're right at average with the pass and a little below average with the run. And we haven't seen uh, all but two teams of the last 22 to make the Super Bowl uh, have been sevens or better on offense. So uh, this, this offense still has a ways to go. And we've seen the Bengals kind of hang in there uh, at times with, with teams. And so I think that's why you're getting just the seven and a half, 61% of the pup of the bets and 72% of the money on Cincinnati and you know, Pittsburgh, we saw it with Dallas. Like, they're, they're not necessarily going to run away from teams. And so after that game where, you know, everyone was so sure that the Steelers were going to just blow Dallas out of the water, uh, I think the, the public is a little concerned. But uh, I don't think I would bet Pittsburgh at seven and a half, you know, key number of seven. Pittsburgh's been kind of sluggish on offense. Always good, Chris. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk again next week, okay? All right. Have a good one, Bill. Take care. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Chris Raybon of the Action Network, and uh, he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You can find him at Chris Raybon, R-A-Y-B-O-N, over there on Twitter. You can find him there. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 85-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. I know if you're like me, you have not put the grill away yet. As a matter of fact, Last night, I uh, I had went to Robert's Specialty Meats. I picked up those bacon wrapped, uh, the the bacon wrapped uh, uh, jalapeno poppers and grabbed those things. Man, I I just got an email here from Jacob who says, "Are you grilling this weekend? Tell me what you're going to be grilling. I'm going to be doing the same, and we'll compare notes." Um, look, I know I'm going to be grilling this weekend. Uh, I don't think I'm doing the Al Capone. I probably I picked up some extra sausages. They have extra spicy hot Italians. I picked up two of the two-inch thick um, pork chops, and I'm going to probably make those. I'm going to do the pork chops, some of the bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers, and I even bought some of their Italian-stuffed mushrooms. Oh, So a ton of protein, not a lot of carbs, and it'll be good. That's going to be the feast coming up on Sunday when I'm watching a game. And when I'm watching a game, I'll be doing it in the comfy confines of the home. You know why? Because I went to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's as simple as that.
Okay, right now they've got great products. Their their sales consultants really listen to you. And uh, when you talk about innovation, I mean, come on, they just continue to get better and better and better. And I just, I, I, I would love to invite you just to the house. Come on over and open a window. See how easy it is. Come on over and see how secure the doors are. That kind of thing. It's just, it's awesome. And I've got patio doors everywhere, so I'm always cognitive of uh, security. And I don't have to put sticks in the doors or anything like that anymore. They've got those pins that pop out. That that door can't be open. Unless you drive a truck through it, the doors can't be open. It's just, it's safe and secure. So they're economical for your home. They beautify your home. They add value to your home. And you're safe and secure in your home. And that's the best way to go. When you talk about Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, right now when you you set up a consultation and you're starting to look at the thing and you're going, boy, those are really good. I'll, I'll take them. Well, they'll give you, because of the initial consultation, and you're going to go ahead and be a buyer, 5% additionally off the total price. How about that? That's from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. So check them out. Same day offer savings right now on top of no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. Yep, you can Pella now and pay later. Pella now and pay later. Simply do this. Go to PellaWI.com. Or you can stop into the showroom, the Experience Centers, Brookfield, Green Bay, and now they have one in Madison. And just discover how easy it can be. When you just say yes to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Boy, the Colts looked good last night. It, do the Colts scare you? We'll talk about that coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Jaguars Sunday here at Lambeau Field. Packers running back Aaron Jones was asked how he's feeling after missing a couple of games with a calf injury before getting several snaps last week against the 49ers. The calf felt great. I mean, I was just happy to be back out there on the field and and glad I was able to come out the game. No setbacks. Feeling great as well. It's different when you get to be out there and playing it with your brothers versus watching it and being there with them. The Jaguars feature rookie running back James Robinson, who's quick and at just five foot nine, is sometimes hard to locate. Nose tackle Kenny Clark. Yeah, he does a good job running behind his pass too. Uh, he's a tough guy to tackle. I know that we guys do a great job of just you know staying in our lanes, you know knocking the line of scrimmage back, and getting all blocks, and uh, making sure you know if we get eleven guys to the ball. On defense, the Jaguars. Jaguars defensive front four seemingly pressured Deshaun Watson on nearly every down. Matt LaFleur. They certainly were more aggressive in this past game, and every game plan can be different. That's why you game plan, and you just get better have answers if, if that's what they decide to do to you. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Michael show we continue on we are glad you are with us thanks so much 855-830-8648 again 855-830-8648 give us a shout and uh just kind of kind of getting you ready for uh the weekend I, I did uh watch that game last night the Colts looked so impressive so impressive last evening uh, without a doubt. We'll talk more about that coming up here in a minute. But uh, I want to get you a Masters update because 
Uh, Masters going on. Tigers in the hunt. Uh, you've had a little shift among the leaderboards. Joe, what's the, what's the latest on the Masters? Uh, this is shaping up to be maybe uh, one of the best Masters we might ever see. I mean, this leaderboard is incredible. The scoring is incredible. Uh, Dustin Johnson was off to a really hot start in his second round. He's had a couple of bogeys since, but right now he is tied for the lead at eight under par with Sung Jai Im and Justin Thomas. Thomas getting on a nice little run now as they make the turn. Um, Sung Jai Im is a very interesting golfer. Um, he plays literally every single week on the PGA Tour. Um, and for those that don't really follow golf that much, I mean, most of these golfers, they're not playing every single week on tour. They're going to take a week or two off and then get back at it, especially for the higher-rated players in the world. They don't have to play every week. There's a lot of golfers who just get into the tour, and those are the guys that tend to play each week because they are trying to make a name for themselves. Sung Jae Im, though, has been around and um, still very young, and he is uh, he plays every week. And so you look at what he's doing right now. He is eight under par overall, two under on his round today. Um the hottest run on the golf course right now is Danny Willett. Uh, he is a former Masters champion, and uh, this is a dude that once he won the Masters, he really hasn't done anything else. He's also been dealing with injury as well. Uh, but Danny Willett having a really nice round. He is at six under par for the tournament, just two strokes back of the lead. Um, and it appears Justin Thomas has just dropped back, and it looks like he made a double bogey. I'll have to see what that's all about. So he just fell back to six under par. Um, but really, it, it's a star-studded leaderboard. Brooks Kepka is rolling right now. He's at five under par. Ricky Fowler at four under. Phil Mickelson is four under par. Tiger Woods will tee off later this afternoon. Uh, he is also at four under par. But, you know, based on all the weather, um, the fact that there's been no wind out there, the fact that the greens have been very soft from the rain that they had yesterday morning, I mean, scoring, you want to go out there and shoot a really good round today. I mean, if if you can't take advantage of these conditions, you are going to be screwed. So that's uh, that's where we're at right now, but it is shaping up to be one Didn't, hell of a uh, looking at the Masters. You and I picked Dustin Johnson? Yes. Dustin Johnson atop that leaderboard. So there you go. He is playing good, too. He was uh, he was making that move. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching it, without a doubt. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. Coming up, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We're also going to hear from Devontae Adams next on the Bill Michael Show. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.